I'm all right, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I effed up pretty hard last night. Oh, oh okay. What happened? Uh, well, dude, you know, I, uh, you know, with this job comes a lot of responsibilities, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of things of that nature. And I have a pretty hard rule when it comes to going out on a school night. I'm very like, no, dude, I have to go home. Got to go to bed. I can't stay up past 10 o'clock because honestly, at that point, you're cutting into like under five hours of sleep and it's, you know, it's just not good. You're going to sacrifice, you know, the the day, the next day. There's no doubt about it. And I'm not even talking from like a party aspect or anything like that. But I effed up pretty hard last night and I did not attend SmackDown in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm not going to lie, bro. I woke up this morning. I was like, dude, I got to I got to check the DVR right now, man. I got to go see what happened in SmackDown. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura in the main event. Dude, watched it this morning. And the entire time, I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, why didn't you go to this, you idiot? So wait, it was Raw last night, right? No, 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 oh, no. SmackDown. SmackDown on Tuesdays now. Yeah. Okay. Switch that up. That used to be Thursdays, Tuesdays now. Which one's the bigger of the two brands? Um, I don't know who gets better ratings because they've they've separated them now. It's not one storyline. Each brand has their own stories going. I don't know who wins ratings, but Man, I think that thing's SmackDown. got more branches than the family trees of people <laughs> who watch it. I think SmackDown's the better, uh, you know, and that's p- the better product. Uh, and a big part of that is the fact that John Cena's out there, and he's my favorite guy right so now. So then, does that mean Cena will never be on Raw on Monday Night Raw? For the most part, right now, I think he's doing. He's well. I don't even think he's going to. This start- is how good I am. At this job, I was able to ask that question and sound like I was interested in his answer, and I'm not at all. It's like an interview with a porn star. Like, oh yeah, hey, tell me, tell how me much. what it's like taking all that stuff on your face. Tell me, yeah, no, I can't wait to hear it. Um, uh, but I think what Cena's doing right now is his retirement tour. Essentially, really, he's, he's getting on to his final year or two of being in WWE. Now, is he is he going to be like the next Rock? Is he going to like go direct, like completely away from the WWE, or is he going to be like? At the guy at the booth side of the ring. Well, yeah, he'll never go away from WWE. He knows who who brought him to the dance. He knows what got him the position he's in. But over the past year, I mean, he hosted the Teen Choice Awards. Yeah, he, he did do that. Uh, he, I mean, I think he hosted the Today Show for for a while there. And like, I mean, he's really has tried to move himself into that same territory as The Rock, which is pretty understandable when you go from being you know the world heavyweight champion to being the most highly paid actor in all of hollywood i would try to follow that path too yeah i, I <laughs> right yeah i'll take things that conor mcgregor could never do for a million dollars right. alex you know right. what i mean like that's that is impressive what what some of those guys have been able, i mean what the rock's been able to do from where he came from I mean, dude, people are talking about him as a presidential candidate, like, pretty seriously. And if you, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years, well, I guess more at this point, like 15, 20 years ago, if you would have said, yo, that dude, The Rock, with the eyebrows talking about can you smell what he's cooking is going to be the richest dude in Hollywood in 2017. You'd be like, no, he ain't. No, he ain't. Shut up, dude. Wrestling's gay. Shut up, Steve Weisers. And and nobody would have ever bought that. So I, I definitely see Cena. He's making his kind of farewell tour at this point. He's He lost last night actually, um, but he's one of the guys I think that'll switch over between Raw and SmackDown. I would imagine there's a lot of jealousy in that business because Vince kind of picks and chooses oh, who's yeah. a star. Oh yeah, And I'm sure, I mean, all those guys probably feel like they could be Cena and I, I bet a lot of them could. I mean, it's all, I mean, a lot of that's scripted. I mean, you're going to have to oh, have yeah. your own charisma, your own personality, obviously, but like I'm willing to bet like 
between tour stops, some of those guys are all sitting backstage, all trashing guys like Cena and all like the stars while they're all getting concussions and broken necks for nothing. It's frustrating, I'm sure, in the sense because too, like a lot of guys get over with the audience and the audience loves them, but then the writers don't give them the same push. So it's like, dude, I'm selling all these T-shirts, I'm doing all this stuff. The kids love me. I don't get that because the audience should drive what it is you're doing. Yes, but and I know it's different than actual competition, but the last thing you want to do is start paying attention to the fans yelling Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. You know what I'm saying? We write the stories, you react to them. Yeah, I agree that in NFL football, you don't want to be listening to the fans from the 500 section about your backup quarterback. But, I mean, this is scripted. Well, but even like... So giving them what they want. Even like this, and I mean, different than scripted, yes. But at the same time, like, it's not competition. If somebody hits you up and is like, yo, uh, dude, Scott from Waiting for Next Year sucks, take him off. And we're going to say, no, we know what we're going with you. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And um, it's and it's not listeners. It's my boss that wants me to take Scott from Waiting for Next Year. <laughs> it's not happening. That's so not I'm happening. So, so sorry, guys. No, Scott and I go way, way back. That's <laughs> yeah, not that's, happening. That's 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 a uh, that's a benchmark they like to call it in the industry. So, yeah, yeah your boy's a little bit disappointed I didn't go last night. Yeah, I'm surprised I, you didn't. I'm going to use pro wrestling here to transition a little bit onto something with you. Um, Brock Lesnar, I uh, I heard that he's going to be I heard that he's going to be fighting uh, John Jones there. I, I yeah, John Jones called him out. Right? Did you watch that over the weekend? I did not get you to see that. No, I, no I, I was bartending that night. I didn't get uh. to see that fight. I was surprised what happened. I, 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 thought, I thought Cormier would win. Um, I was shocked that he didn't. Um, but again, it was like three days before the fight, he was on Fox Sports, and he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm not going to fight my kind of fight. I'm going to stand there, and I'm going to bang with John Jones. Mm. And I was like, well, dude. That's probably not smart. No. Like you got to fight the way you fight. Don't don't and see again. He listened to fans. Fans were on Daniel Cormier about how he fights boring and about how he just lays on his opponent and he doesn't knock people out. And so he wanted to try to give the fans what they wanted. And what happened? He got knocked out. Now I heard I didn't see the fight, so I don't know. But I heard he was winning the fight up until that point. And welcome to UFC. I mean, you could be winning a fight all fight long, right. one good you know strike, and there there you are on the mat. But no, I didn't get to see that. I, I think Dana White's got to be careful here. I think I, I get the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather thing. I totally understand it. Although I guess there's hundreds of tickets left for that. Shocking, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess because of the price of them, but still, it's Vegas. People got money. Like, you know, celebrities. You would think you would think that fight would have been sold out. It's not. There's hundreds of tickets left. Um, but I think once you start moving around weight classes, I mean, John Jones and. Brock Lesnar are in completely different weight classes, um, right? Yeah, I think what John Jones said is like, yo, dude, you better get ready to get knocked out by somebody 40 pounds lighter than you. I, I want to see it, but I think the UFC and Dana White have to be careful here because if it, two novelty fights back-to-back right. back like that, you're now becoming a circus. Um, and WWE kind of set the groundwork for it on Monday night with Brock Lesnar saying, really? hey, if I lose at SummerSlam, I'm leaving the WWE, which obviously is not true. The guy gets paid millions of dollars to show up four times a year, so he's not going to leave. But I think that year-long suspension from his drug testing is over. Um, God, I, really? I, I think Dana White is right now understanding, like, yo, dude, hit it while it's hot. Strike. Hit it while yeah. it's hot. Like, this, coming off this Mayweather and, and Connor fight, and if Connor goes to WWE and Brock Lesnar, yes, he's the WWE Universal Art Universal Champion right now. Um, but he's a legit badass, a legit yeah, MMA no, he fighter. Is. Like you can't yeah. deny that. So, like, I don't know. I see it happening. Oh, the money's going to be too big. It will happen. I uh, I just 
I think the UFC is like a baby. It's an infant. Hasn't been around that long. And while you're on the build, I'm not... This It feels like very much like Jump the Shark to me. And so I worry what it will do to the sport overall. Dana White's got a bunch of problems on his hands. He called out Tyron Woodley, said he fights boring, and tweeted all about it, and then he won't apologize publicly. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on right now, Dana White does. That card the other night I hear was fantastic. I wish I would have been able to see it. That was a huge fight. Yeah, I, was, I, I just, you know, I was working. Stansbury working for a living out yeah, there. Yeah, I got to make some for money. for the weekend. Your boy's trying to buy a new couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? What else, what else you got going on over there? What's the story, buddy? Anything? Well, dude, the Bridgestone's in town. Yeah. You know what I mean? That starts uh-huh. tomorrow. I'm pretty excited about that. A buddy of mine uh, who works at a hotel in Akron hit me up. He's like, uh, I shouldn't tell you this, but I'm going to. He's like, your boy Jordan Smith's staying in my hotel. Jeez. And I was like, no way. You're he's not like, going to go up there. He was like, don't you, he's like, don't you dare. That's what he said. He's like, don't you dare come here and fanboy out and get me fired from my job. He's like, but I'm just, he's like, I, I wanted to let you know. He's like, I had no idea who the guy was. He's like, but he was, you know, he was draped in Under Armour stuff. Right. So I knew he was some. Somebody. And I asked one of the other guys at the hotel, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, that's Jordan Spieth. And he said, he's like, oh, my God, Stansbury's going to freak out and, like, camp out here. What a um, what a, what a, what a weekend for the area. You know what I'm saying? Like, what a week, what a weekend for the area. At any other point, like, Northeast Ohio, especially, you know. Tumbleweed. Uh, 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 yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> like, especially Akron and Canton. Like, nobody, nobody cares. cares. And then for one week, it's like, yes, all eyes on us, baby. I was always surprised they didn't try to separate those two things a yeah. little bit more. I mean, dude, a lot of athletes, a lot of former professional athletes are huge golf fans and uh, because it's a game they can still play maybe a little bit of you can p- get both of the, the best of both worlds there you got golf in the morning most of the pro football hall of fame stuff a little later in the afternoon a little late in the afternoon yeah. so there's probably maybe you want to go to the game on thursday right. but friday you're, you're not going to do much with the hall of fame stuff maybe you go over that yeah i mean pe- people probably do mix and match there so uh, i did get tickets a buddy of mine hit me up yesterday was like yo i have tickets for saturday for you nice. if you're interested so that's moving day very excited yeah, yeah. he's interested <laughs> very uh, very interested I, i'm still and, and i am i'm still on the hunt for sunday tickets and I'm willing to pay. So if somebody's got those, let me know. If you're looking to off those, I'd be into that. But yeah, I am going to go Saturday. And uh, I'm, I'm, well, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty damn excited. Played a little bit myself yesterday. Games, uh, games coming around. So games coming back. No wonder Stansberry's <laughs> feeling good. Came in, not screaming this morning. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to scream before long because, okay. uh, dude, I did. I, I kicked off the diet yesterday, and okay. dude, I haven't had breakfast, and I'm honestly, I'm, I'm like blindly, like angry, like hungry right now. Like I need to get something. It's not going to be Snickers. It's going to be something healthy. I just don't know where I'm going to track it down. But uh, we have a pair of corn tickets to give away today. That shows tonight, though. So you are going to have to come to the radio station today. You'll have to be available to come get those today. Seven forty-five. We'll get you hooked up with those. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We'll get you hooked up with a pair of corn tickets as they play Blossom this evening. You're going to have to be able to come to the radio station today to grab those. It's going to be a good show. Yeah, it should be a good one. That's uh, them, Stone Sour. I think Yellow Wolf's part of that, too. Mm-hmm. Yellow Wolf's damn good. That'll be a good time. I've never really understood, Phantom, the difference between a fantasy and a fetish. I don't okay. get what the difference is. Um, I, I mean, fetish is, I think, once you kind of like turn that fantasy into reality and then kind of start to uh, divulge into it more than just like, hey, this is something I, I want to try. Like, I always view fetish as kind of a lifestyle as opposed to something you think of. For some reason, the word fetish like ramps up like the kinkiness factor for me. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm not I'm not wrong about that. And at least apart with 
uh, fetish is it's going to have to be a little bit taboo. Like with fantasy, I mean, like, oh, hey, I want to have sex with two chicks. Like, okay, but fetish is something that's a little bit dirtier than that. Okay, because I have, according to Men's Health, a list of what they call five fetishes that are weird but more common and more normal than you would think. Okay. All right, voyeurism's on this list. And... um. It says here, most guys like to watch people having sex. I think it's the one reason why pornography is more popular among men, is that men actually like to watch people have sex. Women aren't necessarily as into watching people have sex or not. Um, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I've seen pornography, right? but I don't know if I... And when I was in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, we did. We went to a live sex show and watched people have sex on stage. That was weird. And then we actually, I actually watched a guy like nail his scrotum to the wall. Jeez, that was intense. That's really weird, dude. dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish my seats were a little further back for that one. That yeah. was that was intense. To nail her is one thing, but to nail scrotum to yeah, the wall. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, but I, I don't think, I don't think I would watch two people I knew have sex. Um, what if you were in? The situation where, like, you could see them, they didn't necessarily know that they were that they were being watched. Would that like? You know, strangers I'm talking about here. Like through a window or something, yeah, we're saying? Peeping, not, and I don't want to say peeping Tom because you are getting into criminal territory. <laughs> you are, yeah. You're peeping Tom. But. I mean, I guess if I was like, if it was like a neighbor or something and the right. window just happened to be, I mean, I guess it's like a train wreck, right? Like, how do you turn away from something like that? Right. I was a, I don't know, middle school and I was walking with two of my buddies and it was night and we were walking through this apartment complex and I remember like we saw people like, you really? know, and I mean, you couldn't see it all, but like we saw like a naked sure. chick and we heard heard the sounds and like dude we couldn't look away 12 13 years old it was just like oh my god like, yeah. what's going on up at 13 there? but you're like well 33 right. now like are, are, a little bit different are you there. still going to like stand there oh uh, no because if they don't know i'm not gonna put you know i can't because sure. I, I know that there's laws now and i know there's kind of a line you could be in there trouble there of morality there but dude my at 12, buddy i just didn't i was like i don't care dude. I well at 12 this. yeah you're coming in your own my buddy used to live in an apartment building that had really thin walls and he used to be able to hear his neighbors having sex all the time. And it got to the point to where he's like, dude, he's like, it's kind of hot. Yeah. And he found himself pleasuring himself listening to his neighbors have sex. Now, that's not for me, but I'm not going to knock other people. I mean, I'm into a bunch of weird things. And, and, and I guess what it boils down to is, are you getting pleasure out of it? If you're just sitting there kind of observing, that's weirder to me. If you're masturbating, then I guess I can understand why you'd you know watch. Dude, a woman I know says like her friend is porn obsessed, like yeah. another woman. And she says sometimes she'll walk into her house and she'll just be sitting there drinking coffee, like watching porn. It's weird. Like not for like sexual pleasure. She's just watching it like a movie. It's weird. That does weird me out. <laughs> that I is, don't. That's weird. They say um, the butt fetish is more normal than people think. They say most men can appreciate a toned backside. You know, he says, but other fetishes are usually triggered by a childhood event, a learned behavior. This one may be more innate. They say there, the human species is naturally attracted to butts. It's a pretty common object of fantasy for both men and women. And yeah, I remember like George Michael back in the day. I remember in like the, the music videos, women were always talking about his ass and how nice it was and all that stuff. I'm an ass man kind of myself there. It's kind of like what I one of the things I'll notice about a woman first. So I get this. And yet 
Anal's like not on my list at all. Well, we're talking about two different things yeah. there. The attraction to butts versus it, it crossing the line per se there and getting into anal. Um, I, 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 I think butts have made a big comeback. I certainly think anal has too. But like, I look at, for the most part, like look at the top porn stars of the world. Like look at the top. They're like, all round. Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're all that body type. Onion and, booty, they call even it. Even like, I mean, you know... I don't want to say Jennifer Lopez, but Iggy Azalea and like all these chicks and you know have kind of all made this like butt yeah. this butt comeback. Nicki Minaj, that yeah, whole thing, for sure. yeah, that whole thing. So yeah, I guess I get that one. Foot fetish is another one. Shoe fetishes are another. Um, I, I'm not into feet. Like I'll give my like if I'm dating somebody, I'll give you a foot massage, but I'd rather not touch your feet. Um, yeah, I'm I'm neither here nor there on them. Like, like I'm not sticking toes in my mouth under any circumstance. <sighs> all right, I mean, I guess. I mean, have I done it? Yes. I. It's probably not something I'm going to do a lot. But in the heat of the moment, you do, you know, yeah. I mean, right st- stuff can kind of like happen. It. I mean, stuff can get away from you. But it's not. I, I don't think about it. I, I read this a long time ago, and you know, everything on the internet's true. So this sure has got to be fact here. But I read something about how when STD rates in any culture, like whether it's you know two thousand years ago or, or today, anytime STD rates start to rise, feet fetish start to rise as well. Like there's a correlation there sure that people are concerned of you know on a subconscious level of i don't want to get aids or i don't want to get chlamydia or i don't want to get gonorrhea or whatever it is and you're not going to get that from feet so i've always heard there's some sort of like and you know i, I would have never thought of that it's, it's on the internet it's got to be true buddy that's <laughs> on foot on weirdfootfetishfacts.com i mean it might not be AIDS, but did you ever <laughs> see underneath some people's you know toenails i'm sure you could get all kind of stuff bondages on this list too they say if the idea of uh, being tied up turns you on, you're dominating uh, guys outside the bedroom. In sexual fantasies, people seek something they don't have in reality. If people feel powerful and have an authoritarian position in their job or family, they often seek something very different. Bondage may not seem like a true fetish, but that's probably just because it's become more mainstream and it's it's pretty accessible these days. Yeah, I uh, I've heard this. You know what I mean? That people will will seek out what they don't have. And uh, yeah, I, I, I could, I could totally. Uh, we think we have a guy mm-hmm. that we know that's into bondage. Mm-hmm. You, I, I'm a hundred percent sure of it, dude. I'm one hundred percent sure of it. Okay, now see, when you say that, it sounds as if you have proof of it. Oh, well, I guess I, I I'm a hundred percent in my assumption. Like I don't, I don't back off of. Okay, that. so you don't have proof of it, but your, but your gut says. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think's ha- This is a guy who works in the building. Works in the building, a a position of power to say the least. I would say okay, um, and I'm telling you right now, somewhere in and his, listening, somewhere so <laughs> in his payroll, somewhere in his his checking account balance, there's like a thousand dollars missing every month. His wife has no idea where it goes, and I'm telling you right now, it goes to some probably middle aged Asian woman. I was gonna say Asian too, who dresses up like a dominatrix, puts cigarettes out on his back, and calls him a little piggy, dude. And I'm telling you right now, he's down there hog tied with one of those balls in his mouth. I know it happens. I know it does. I agree. I just think it's probably an egg McMuffin. Is <laughs> what is what I'm gonna guess, and not sweet tea. It's probably not. Probably not that. Um, I I got to be careful with this next thing I want to get into because right. I know every time you say the name Donald Trump, Oof. people freak out. Oof. Right? People get offended. People yeah. freak out. You're offended. Every, everybody gets all snowflakey every time you mention his name. But he said something 
a little weird about the White House. And I can't for the life of me figure this out. We'll uh, we'll break that down next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9, 7.45. We'll get you hooked up with those corn tickets as they play this evening. That will be at Blossom Stone Sour, part of that as well. Yellow Wolf on that bill, too. Get the bagpipes going. Should get there early, check them out. I think there's one more, too. But uh, I watched a little video the other day from a previous corn show, like, on this tour. Looked pretty damn good. They're good live, man. I mean, they they've, are good they've live, been man. doing it for 30 years almost at this point, and uh, I, I don't see why you wouldn't go tonight. It's the only acceptable bagpipe time ever <laughs> that's it ever <laughs> like i don't if i'm at your funeral and they're playing back and do the bagpipers are there i'm out you're walking out yeah i'll probably i'll <laughs> leave the card in the pew but dude your boy's out like i don't i i just i find that whole thing to be obnoxious now i'd want to do it like i'd want to be able to learn how to do that but yeah jonathan davis is the only time i've heard bagpipes from like yeah i like that like outside of that i'm like eh, it's loud kind of obnoxious not into it you know what's loud and obnoxious? What is that? The president, Donald Trump's kind of loud. He can be obnoxious sometimes. Yeah. I, uh, Which, again, so am I, though. You know what I mean? So it's not like I'm knocking that. But I was surprised when I heard this. And I've been critical. I play golf all the time. I talk about it probably too much, and I do it all the time. Right? And I said, I remember saying that if I'm telling the president he's playing too much golf, he's playing too much golf. And I guess he's been spending a lot of time at one of his clubs Bedminster, which I believe is the one just right outside of New Jersey there. Okay. And he's been there a lot lately, I guess. And somebody asked him why he's been there so much. And apparently his response was, the White House is a real dump. Now, I've never, like, I, I remember going, I think it was like, what, 7th, 8th grade, yeah. you go on the class trip, and they take you through the tour, and you get to see the West, you don't get to see the entire White House, but right. you get to see, like, a portion of it, right? And, so, but then, it's like the last time I was inside of it. And what was that, 1992? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> Things have probably changed since then. I've, I've been to D.C. a couple of times, I've seen the outside, this and that, but, like, there are things in the White House you can't see anywhere else. Like, they have, like, first, I mean, like, there's artwork in there that you can't see anywhere else. I would imagine that there's furniture in there. Like, dude, the White House isn't a dump is is essentially my point. What the hell is he talking about? Now. I mean, the what, the plumbing doesn't work? I can, I can. The roof leak? Yeah, right. I mean, there's certainly. I mean, come on. Dude, you were a slumlord in New York, and you're going to tell people that the White House is a dump? I understand from the perspective of a billionaire why a 200-year-old building wouldn't necessarily be up to the same level of, like... I mean, come on, it's not like they didn't renovate. There. Well, right, it's not like there's not been re- renovations, and also, it's not like there's not history there. It's not like they just randomly decided, like, oh, well, we'll just leave the building here. Like, there's a ton of history within the White House, so it's not so much whether it is or is not up to snuff, whether it is or is not up to a billionaire's standards, but, like, dude... It's disrespectful as hell. I've never heard in all my years uh, alive, I've never heard of anybody going to the White House, celebrity, dignitary, anyone, and walked out there and was like, yeah, it's not that great. I've never heard anybody say that, ever. 
I mean, it, it, it just just put those words in somebody else's mouth. Imagine that. Oh, we would murder somebody. Uh, imagine for that. that. You know, okay, the the when the Cavs went to the White House to win the for they won the championship. LeBron says this. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. Oh, oh my God. It's dude. a little, and I don't want to go overboard here. Okay, because I, I just feel like that's what everybody on radio and TV does now is that everybody just goes overboard. So I don't want to be guilty of that, but it's a little anti-American, right? Yes, and regardless whose mouth that came out of, especially the president. I mean, it could be, like I said, if it's LeBron, then it's like, all right, dude, that was a crappy thing for you to say, but you're not a representative of the country. You're entitled to your opinion. If Obama said this, I would have a major issue with this. I would have a major, like, dude, you can't say that. And that's Obama. Like, and and, and anybody else that would have a problem with that, I'd be like, yeah, you're right, dude. You shouldn't say that as the president. Yeah, I don't don't love it. Um, I, I don't love it either, but I think you're seeing this, and I think you're seeing a bunch of other things as and you call this within the primaries uh, president trump is diversion fantastic at diversion and i fall for it all the time fantastic i was it. the one telling the country this is what he was going to do the entire time he was president and yet i still fall for it right. because it, welcome to the playbook it right. works it does it I works mean, as a matter of fact i was watching there's a show on the golf channel i love it's called Faraday. david Faraday is like, like the host of it it's like a you know an interview show and he had Matt Lauer on last night. It's on Monday's night, 9 o'clock. He had Matt Lauer on. And Matt Lauer was talking about how he's like, I've known Donald Trump, the man, 35, 40 years. It's like, I've known that dude forever. It's like, he doesn't hate the media at all. He loves the media. He's like, he just knows that this plan, he's like, unfortunately, this works. He's like, telling people that not to trust the media, he's like, it works. He's like, it's working. He's like, but dude, he's like, don't fall. He's like, you can't fall for this. Donald Trump loves the media. He's like, that guy begged us to be interviewed every day. He's like, dude, he doesn't like the media now because we're being critical of what he's doing. And being anti-media is throwing a bone to his his most rabid supporters. Only believe what I say right. versus believe what anybody else says. Right. Yeah, Matt Lauer is like, dude, it's working. And that's unfortunate. But calling the White House a dump, I'm sorry. I mean, if dude, even if a friend of mine like went on a tour and came out, I was like, dude, I gotta tell you, it's kind of dumpy. I'd be like, well, hey, first of all, you live in a two bedroom apartment, so right. dial it down. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is a very anti American sentiment coming from that White House, and I find that very weird from the same guy who bitched about how Obama was very anti American. I, I find that very strange coming out of his mouth. Turns out, man, this this Deshaun Kaiser thing, it keeps heating up. God. His name was all over. It was all over again yesterday. Get ready. Deshaun Kaiser's the next he's the next big thing. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. And if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge, a Trasact company, wants to hire you. Truebridge in North Canton is looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand their medical care options and choose the plan that's best for them. If you don't have an insurance license but would love to have one, Truebridge can help you for free. Yes, Truebridge will provide all the training you need to earn your medical insurance license for free. If you want to know more, dial pound 250 now and use the keyword true rock station. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. Rock 1069. Nine o'clock and Coulter, Queen of the Right, has had some very interesting things to say about marijuana use and the people that use it. I'll be taking issue with Ann Coulter at nine o'clock. I'm excited. I did. I did not like what I read. Was not a fan. 
So at 9 o'clock, we'll take her out. It is Hall of Fame week here in Canton, Ohio. From what I hear from the Canton repository, that the uh, stadium ready to go tomorrow night. Yeah, I um, which I, thank God. I know that's the front page of the rep this morning. Did the field get painted? One hundred percent ready to go is what I've heard. That's what I heard too. And uh, I saw yesterday, um, president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, David Baker, on his Facebook, he shared this video and. It was just like, hey, here's a tour of the facilities. Here's everything that's ready. And dude, it is truly a like top of the line, like top of the top of the charts it, it place there, dude. I mean, it is just a, one hell of an upgrade from what was standing there to what it, is standing. It needed there. it. It did. There's it, no doubt about it. It did it. It, it needed it. The it, stadium itself, like when you were watching the game itself, it wasn't that. I mean, it wasn't like. God, this is horrible. But like, I remember the. I always talk about it. The Aerosmith show, like the vending. And how you got up to the seats, it just was too combined. It's like you couldn't make sense of it. And it just wasn't built for the way we do things now. Right, and felt very antiquated. It did. felt yeah. very, I mean, and don't get me wrong, the history is a part of, of, of what Huge. was Fawcett into what is now Tom Benson Stadium. Um, but if you want to be that world-class, you know, pro football Hall of Fame. Destination. Yeah, you have to have a world-class facility, and they are there now. It does look like a Hall of Fame stadium. Right. It looks like an NFL stadium. Instead of like, oh, dude, here's kind of a dumpy old high school stadium that's outside the Hall of Fame. It looks like it's supposed to be there. That's not a dump. The White House is a dump. Ah, my bad, You don't even know what dumps are. My bad, dude. Um, So Browns training camp officially underway. Okay. And Browns head coach Hugh Jackson admitted Monday that Deshaun Kaiser, rookie quarterback, not ready to play in an NFL game. Good. Good. But apparently that hasn't stopped the second-round rookie out of Notre Dame from, like, pleading his case, making his case for uh, their September 10th season opener against Pittsburgh. I guess neither Cody Kessler nor Brock Osweiler have separated themselves through the first five days of training camp, which, let me stop right there. That tells you how piss-poor Brock Osweiler as a quarterback is. This guy's been in playoff games. He's been in playoff what? games, and he can't separate himself from Cody Kessler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you run through that, yeah. Uh, he good can't point. surpass Cody Kessler. I, dude, I said this when they signed. Everybody, when we signed Osweiler, I was like, what are we doing? And everybody's like, ah, it's going to be a three-team thing. Before you know it, he's going to be gone. They, they basically just paid a lot of money for a draft pick, and we'll get rid of Osweiler. No, we're not. That's dude because that's the Browns, baby. It's a guy who's been in playoff games that can't beat Cody Kessler. That's our guy. Now, what I'll say about that's that, terrifying. I, I'm, I'm. If Brock Osweiler or Cody Kessler, either one of those dudes, when they eventually win the job, because one of them has to, um, good. I'd rather have those dudes out there who are incapable of winning games than Deshaun Kaiser going out there who's incapable of winning games. I know what Brock right Osweiler's now. ceiling is. Right, right. Yeah. I know what I know what Cody Kessler's max out is. Give Deshaun Kaiser some time and don't send him out there. So to hear Hugh Jackson say that, I feel that is a a good sign from the Cleveland Browns. I'm reading from WKYC.com right now where they say Kaiser remains very much in the mix of Cleveland's seemingly annual quarterback woes. Yeah, dude. How long has any one Cleveland quarterback lasted? Can I think of one that's lasted more than two seasons? Derek Anderson? Is he more than two? I think... 
I don't know. I don't know. I, and, and dude, I mean, how terrible is that? Ben Roethlisberger, whatever you want to say about him, has been behind the center for the Pittsburgh Steelers for as long as I can remember. Remember, they said Roethlisberger couldn't remember all the Browns quarterbacks he's faced. That's awful, dude. Awful. Or head coaches, I would imagine. They say Kaiser's legs are going to keep him in it because apparently he can make plays. I don't want... I, you got to be careful with this because people are going to infer things about race here. I don't want a mobile quarterback. I don't. I want a guy... Like, Dak Prescott can move in the pocket. He's not necessarily running out of it to extend plays. If you're rushing him, he can sidestep you and make the throw down the field. I want a pocket quarterback because that's what wins in the NFL. These mobile quarterbacks don't win. Look at Cam Newton. Six years, the guy's a bum. He's got a 52% completion percentage. He's... Dude, the guy, he's got a fantastic home run arm. Can't throw a ball five yards. I don't, dude, I don't want a mobile quarterback. I want to stand in the pocket, deliver the ball down the field, take the hit type dude. I want a little bit of mobility in case you need it. Yeah, I would say it's 80-20 at that point. Where, like, of course, you want somebody who can extend plays, and there's real value in that. Roethlisberger and- can extend a play. He can move in the pocket, this and that. He's not running around. You know what I mean? Like, he's still a pocket passer. That's what I want. Because that's what wins in the NFL. All this stuff, all this gimmicky stuff never worked. Look at RG3. Doesn't work. Look at Cam Newton. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. Give me a Dak. I want a guy like that. Now, Russell Wilson's a little different because he's kind of small. But even that, like, I don't... He's great, but if I could have my pick... If somebody says, you can have Brady, or you can have... Well, yeah. Then I'm, I'm taking Brady. Um, But if you could have... If you Russell could have, over what we got? Yeah, yes. if you could have Brock Osweiler or, or, or then I, then, Russell Wright. Then I, then I want Russell. I'm not going to deny Russell's greatness. It, it, it's, it is. That's, that's Like I said, I think it's probably 80-20 of abilities there where it's like that can't be. If that's your thing, then you're never going to succeed. If that's one of the things you can do is to extend that play outside of the pocket, I can respect that. And, and, and if you can harness that correctly, I think that can translate into successful football. Yeah, could it? Sure. It just worries me. Well, I, I, those dudes all depend on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you're Mike Vick and you're depending on being able to scramble outside of the pocket, then yeah, dude, you're never going to be able to translate up into that next level. But if it's one of the skills you have, you know, I hope Deshaun Kaiser is able to do something with it. Apparently, yeah, in, in practices, he's been able to use his legs to effective, effectively move the ball downfield, they're saying. On a play in particular, Kaiser kept the ball on a zone read for a long touchdown run. Jackson, Hugh Jackson says he has the skill set. There's some things he can do that are maybe a little different and will give him the opportunity to do those things. Good. Those things could ultimately be what separates Kaiser, they say here. You, as, as especially as the coach of any professional team... I, I think you're much better served to understand the players that you have, the strengths and weaknesses they have, and look to maximize and minimize those as opposed to saying, nope, this is my system, and I'm going to try to take you a square peg and put you into a round hole. That's always a loser to me. If Deshaun Kaiser plays this year, Hugh Jackson is fired at the end of the year. Wow. I'm just telling you, dude, if it gets that bad where you have to play the kid because because like you look like you did last year, he gets fired. That's the thing. Like you, and I don't want him to be fired. I think he can be good. But I'm telling you, if the season goes that bad to where they got to play, where you have to play this kid, 
I, I think that kind of it's it's the telltale. Welcome to the NFL, bro. It's like you, you don't get seven years to, to turn things around anymore. You no. get three at most. Well, and I mean, let's say the Browns go three and thirteen. And that's a 300% improvement from last year. So you'd like to be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good, dude. Brown's pretty good, getting better. But 3-13, and 13, that means you won four games over two years. You firing Hugh Jackson? The only problem is, is who do you get? Like, I understand everybody loves to fire coaches. Yeah. But you don't. what you don't understand about getting rid of coaches all the time is, that's how you never get a good coach ever again. Because a good coach goes, no, dude, that's a revolving door. You fire people every 20 minutes there. That's like, dude, radio stations, there are radio stations that have this problem, too. Because they just knee-jerk react and they fire morning shows. And then nobody ever trusts your morning show. Because they know you don't believe in it. You know what I mean? Like, you got to believe before we're going to believe. I, 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 will... That's what I, I tell my boss that all the time. Start promoting yeah. us more because once you buy in, everybody else buys in. Nobody's going to buy in before you right. do. I mean, you, you have to lead the way there. Um, what a what a time to be a Northeast Ohio sports fan, dude. Just just as we're sitting here before like any game is played, before really like you know preseason even starts. Well, will will Hugh Jackson be fired, dude? Why don't we start looking forward to next year's draft? Why don't we move down to twenty twenty, dude? It just I mean I don't know. The Browns are bad, dude. They just are. I'm hearing Dak would be a bust without the offensive line in Dallas. Now I don't think he would be as good. Because, dude, the NFL is the most team-based game, professional game there is. One dude can take over a basketball game. You need every guy on the football field to play really well. Right. So I would agree that Dak would not be as good. I'm not going to go so far as to call him a bust. I am being told that my take on Hugh Jackson may be a hot take. Hot take. I'm just telling you, I think if you have to play that kid because of how bad everything else looks, dude, the world is impatient these days. It's impatient. I don't want to see Hugh Jackson fired, but I think he probably would get fired if you have to put Deshaun Kaiser on the field this year. Like I said yesterday on the program, he's got a high ceiling, they say, which means nothing. That term means nothing. But he was the bottom of the barrel of the worst quarterback draft class in a while. So, I I, I don't know. I, I, I want him to turn, I want him to be the savior. It'd be great. Of course, I, I want a good football team, but I think if they play him this year, they're in trouble. Miles Garrett is killing it, from what I've heard. So at least we have okay. That let's let's on. since it is Hall of Fame week. Yeah, Miles Garrett end up a Hall of Famer. Oh, come on, I can't, he hasn't even played a snap of football yet. I can't call that. I would, and you know what? If you're asking me before a rookie starts his first year, is he a Hall of Famer? No, dude. There's so many ways to not make the Hall of Fame. Blow up your right. knee. And- a bajillion different paths you can go down. You can just be a great football player that wasn't great enough to make it into the, the, Didn't ho- win enough. To the hollowed halls of Canton, Ohio. So, no, I'm not going to put him in there. Dude, I'm not putting Joe Thomas in there. All right. I put Joe Thomas in the Hall of Fame. Sean Kaiser, over-under on him making the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty under, dude. I'm going to go with Cleveland quarterbacks. I'm going to say under. Honestly, call, me, call that a hot take. Honestly, right now, <laughs> I think I would bet every dollar I have and every dollar I'll make next year that Deshaun Kaiser <laughs> does not make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I feel, com- I feel pretty comfortable on that. God, is that franchise just sad. At some point, man, they're going to get it together. I just don't know when it's going to be. They will get it together eventually. I'll be dead. Or Sands Ray Show right around the corner. Hang on. 069. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 1069. <laughs> Dude, our buddy Dustin is the biggest Browns <laughs> fan in the world. And he 
whole fan zone. He, dude, he claims, he's like, look, we, we were kind of knocking the Browns and they're saying Deshaun Kaiser might end up playing. And, dude, Dustin's convinced the Browns get a road playoff game this year. He's convinced of it. Now, he was convinced they were going to be good last year, too. <laughs> Dustin kind of gets duped every year. At the end of every season, he's like, nope, not falling for it. And then the beginning of next year, he's all in, right? So he thinks we get a road playoff game. And since Fantone drives Uber, he says, dude, when when that road playoff, he's like, I'm using you as my ride to the road playoff game. And if you don't play Bernie Bernie the whole way there, I'm leaving a bad room. And that quarterback, number 19. Dude, this is this this is this franchise right here. This is your golden boy. Bernie Bernie, Bernie Kosar is the golden boy of the franchise. The guy who couldn't get it done. No, no, ran like a duck. Just threw turns off that side. The guy, I mean, dude, could not get it done. And that's like the golden boy. It's depressing. Me and my brother, dude, I remember having this cassette tape, and I remember wearing it out. Got oh, all yeah. warped, man. I can remember recording it off the radio to be like, no, dude, we still got a Bernie Bernie cassette. Um, I, Dude, you know what, Dustin? I, I'll do the Uber ride free. I don't care. I'll drive to Indianapolis for free, bro. I'll make you whatever fake bet you want. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Fine. I'll, ca- I'll piggyback you all the way to the roadie, Dustin. I'll piggyback you there because it's never going to happen. A road playoff game. That's hilarious. The over-under's four and a half. <laughs> Vegas has it at four and a half. Wins. I bet the under. I Actually, my brother and I bought tickets the other day. We bet the under. Which breaks my heart to bet against them like that. But it doesn't break your bank. No. No. It's not like they've done anything for me. Oh, how you can throw. What? <laughs> what? I don't remember that. <laughs> but I will say, as a kid, it was like this. I did. I had a. I had like a mixtape. It was this, and I am a real American, like the, the Hulk Hogan, just on loop. These two back to back. All right. I'm gonna yell at Ann Coulter about weed. That's coming up at nine o'clock. But right. I have another marijuana story here that I want to get into right now. And uh, we here at this show have pushed for marijuana legalization pretty heavily. I believe strongly in it. I, I believe America's got to get over the fear of it. And I, I, I think it's one of these things that can help us with our deficit problems and you know budget issues and all this stuff. I think if you just let people be who they are, you're gonna make money hand over fist. But, yes. but things, stories hit the news. That hurt our cause, and this is one of them. All right. Where apparently Casey Bodden was being interviewed. Do I, am I supposed to know who that is? No, she's no? just okay. an average oh. mom. Okay. She's just an average mom. Right. But she says that smoking marijuana makes her a better parent. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And you got it. This is this is why words matter. Okay? She's from Central California, and she'll get together for play date with other moms, and they'll often then smoke some weed while their kids frolic in the yard, is what the report says. She says, whether we're smoking from a bong or lighting a joint, these moms are making marijuana a regular part of their lives. So this is actually, this is not like edibles. This is like you're smoking a joint in the backyard, right? But her case is, mommy needs a joint just as much as mommy needs a glass of wine. Okay. What I'm going to tell you is, we looked at parents 
kind of cross-eyed when they got a little too drunk at the family gathering. Like yeah. you talk trash about that parent. Yeah, I mean, and if you're if you're if dude if you're if you're blazing through a quarter at, at at a family function, then yes, you're over the line. But I don't look at like somebody cross for having a beer at a, a birthday party. Right? No, you're you can have the glass of wine, I, but if you got drunk. Right. Now that that's an issue watching your kids. And what I would say, is it okay for you to drink a glass of red wine while your kids play on the swings in your backyard? Yes. It absolutely is. Did it make you a better parent that you drank it? No. This is what I'm talking about. You got to be careful how you try to sell America on this stuff. Because this is why we can't legalize it. Because idiots are being put on TV to say things like this. Right. To say that it's an acceptable thing to do, maybe one thing, but to say that it makes you a better parent. Those are drastically different statements. Now, if you're just talking about like recreationally smoking dope and like, dude, I just want to get blazed and that makes my kids easier to deal with. Yes. I think you got a point there, um, but you know, and I will 100% say, coming from living in multiple states that had medical marijuana, that it is an abused system, and I'm not trying to say that it's not, but I would rather, or if it's better for you to smoke weed for your migraines as opposed to take pills for your migraines because you feel drugged out when you take that pill, you still have to be a mom when you have a migraine. Sure. So if if that can help you and make you feel like, hey, I'm a better parent on, on pot than I am on... Vicodin? That's a pretty fine distinction. Right. But still, I can see that line being there from a medical aspect. From like the, hey, this makes me a better mom than Vicodin does. Sadie Perkins, another mom that was being interviewed, said, I feel like I'm actually more focused and attentive while I am while I am medicated. It kind of gives me that spruce of energy that I don't have. I, I just, as a... I mean, I've used marijuana. I, I, I've never smoked. Dang, shocker. What breaking news? <laughs> I've never smoked weed and felt like, man, I got some energy. Man, I'm ready to go. Oh, I disagree. I feel like I have plenty of times. Really? Yeah, I think it just depends on like what kind of weed you're smoking and where you're kind of at. But no, I've definitely been motivated by like, all right, dude, I, you know what? Oh, I, I'll be honest with you. That's never been my experience. All right, I'm going to take a bong rip. And dude, you know what? Cleaning the house, dude. Doing that right now. Yeah, oh, I've totally see, been there. Normally, I'm like kind of like cleaning the house. And then we do the bong rip. And I'm like, all right, well, wait, what are they talking about right now on TV? And then I, before I know it, one room in my house is clean. The rest of it's a mess. Um, I guess different strokes. Different, different strokes, there, right. right. I guess, I mean, dude, look, it's a drug. It can affect people differently. Right. But normally for me, it's like, no, it makes me tired, kind of brings me down, that kind of thing. I can buy into the focus. I can buy into the... Now, people will make that same argument of like, dude, it makes me a better driver because I'm focused. No, man. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But, you know... It's like bar... I, I always say it's like bartenders who say they're a better bartender when they drink. No, you're not. You're just having more fun doing it. You're, you didn't get any better at it. You're just, you just are having fun. I am. Um, is it because marijuana is illegal that I feel like it's different for a parent to sit on a deck and smoke a joint and watch their kids play in the backyard versus have a beer? I think you're kind of buying into a little bit of reefer madness there. A little bit, right? I think it's also probably, I don't now, know why this you, would matter, but your kids can smell the weed. Well, and they can see you drinking beer. They can smell the beer on your breath. They can smell wine. They can see, oh, this is mommy's special juice. You can't drink it. No contact high from red wine. No, I mean, if you're not smoking pot around your child, yes. Dude, lighting up a blunt and your kid is standing right there, definitely, definitely over the line. But, you know, if if you sneak out to the garage and you, 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 you know take three rips off of a pipe and like, all right, I'm back into dad yeah. mode. 
Can you take? Can you smoke a little bit of weed and still raise your kids and still be attentive? Yes, absolutely, you can. So, what is the difference in your mind from beer and that? I, I honestly think it's because of the fact that it's been illegal this whole time. But I would look at a parent differently. A little reefer madness, there. yeah, it, for sure. And again, that look how it would affect somebody that has used the product. Now, imagine how reefer madness affects people who don't use it. But you got to be careful how you talk about this stuff because it does not make you a better parent. People need to come off of the reasons of why marijuana should be legal. The reason why marijuana should be legal is we are American adults, and it is well within the realm of what we allow American adults to do. You're allowed to get drunk. You're allowed to jump out of an airplane. You're allowed to drive a motorcycle without a helmet on, dude. It, 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 dude, who who is who is the government to tell me that I can't do that? I think a lot. Of, I, I I think the people who would disagree with you, what they're going to say to you is, is that that logic then could then be applied to every drug down the line. Well, I think there's some people who would make the case of drugs should be decriminalized and 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 at least regulated on some behalf. Most countries there. that have decriminalized drugs have found out it actually kind of helps their drug problem. Right. I know Peru was a huge, huge yep. benefit from that. Um, but if we're going to stick to marijuana, you, you're, you really are comparing apples and oranges at that point. You can look at marijuana and objectively say that nobody has ever died from an overdose of that. Nobody yes. has, you know, so you can't, you can't put cocaine, heroin, and Methamphetamines. All They're different the, drugs, right? So, like, and although not according, <laughs> not according to, to, to our leadership, that's marijuana is as bad as heroin. You know, Shannon brings up an excellent point. She's like, I'm a single mom. Yeah, I need to be able to transport my kids to the ER if something happens. I can't be drinking or smoking weed if I'm alone with them. I mean, that's yeah. a good mom right there. Yes, and there's going to have to be things that you think about. You're, you're right. If, if you're a mom that's sitting around drinking wine and like, well, dude, what am I going to do if my kid has, you know, goes into anaphylactic shock or something like that? You do need to have a, 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 a clear head. We're going to get back into this a little again later in the show because Larry just tweeted in and I want him to actually give me the list. He says, I'm not defending this pot mom, but a modest amount of alcohol makes me do many things better. Maybe even parent. It's like sleep. Modest amount of alcohol makes you do some things better. Hit on a woman in a bar, tell a story. Outside of that, I can't think of what a little bit of alcohol makes you better at than not. Alcohol is essentially poison. That's what it is. It's essentially poison, and you're putting it in your body. I don't. I can't imagine there's something that that it would make you that much better. But I, I mean, I'm not saying definitively. I just I'm hesitant to believe that right now is what I'll say. And again, I'll yell at Ann Coulter about her view on weed. That will come up at nine o'clock. A guy has died during a surgery that I can't believe that in 2017 we isn't that you can't get in a strip mall, to be honest with you. I'll tell you that story next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, Pigs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 1069. We have a pair of corn tickets. We'll pass those out here uh, just momentarily. 1 800 243 7625, the number you'll need on those. A man has died, Fantone, during a penile lengthening surgery, penis enhancement surgery. A guy died over in uh, Sweden. Apparently, they were going to transplant the, uh, you know, the skin and the fat from another part right. of the body, as they do in plastic surgery. And they were about to complete the fat injection when the man's heart began to race. His blood pressure dropped, and about a half hour later, he had a heart attack. Uh, the plastic surgeons performed life-saving measures. The man died two hours later. 
This is the first described case where a seemingly simple and safe procedure of penis enlargement uh, caused a death in a, in a healthy young man, they said. Now, we had just talked yesterday on the program about, you know, uh, penis enhancement surgeries. And apparently, dude, like, uh, it, like the skin get, can get screwy and like it can actually make your erection smaller on some levels or hurt. And this is what I can't figure out, right? All I've ever heard about is, well, you know, Viagra's covered, and yet birth control isn't, and all this stuff, and everybody claims that, you know, all this stuff for men is, like, you know, more available and all this thing. Why? We all know that the male ego is tied to the size of the penis. Right. You would have thought that this procedure would be, like, honestly, like a strip mall, like getting your eyes done in a strip mall now. Like, I can't believe for as many penis problems dudes have that this isn't like mastered by now yeah i mean i think it probably shows you how complicated the concept of growing your penis is i I mean mean, we've made boobs bigger for 50 years yeah but there's you know what i want to say there's a difference between the functionality of boobs and the functionality of obviously penis right there and even with even with butts i mean you know fake butts are a, a thing that's becoming pretty uh pretty predominant nowadays but the penis is a complicated thing and i'm surprised they described it as like a you know as a routine and and that's what i i was like that surgery doesn't sound that way to me doesn't sound that way to me at all um i uh i I agree with you i think this will become more and more commonplace um but i just wonder what the is it ever really going to be successful i mean how much are you really gaining and how long is it sticking around you're the rollholt vision guy yeah, right correct. and that's a pretty safe surgery these days cuz it's been practiced forever and rollholt's fantastic at it and this and that so let me ask you yeah would you be the penis enhancement guy like would would you pitch that i feel like no dude would you go do it and then talk about it like if they gave it to you for free and said like cuz a lot of times that's what they'll right. do is they'll give you the product and then you like you then pitch the product like would you accept that cuz i'm sitting here thinking about that like what i want people to know i got that surgery i got an extra 2 inches and it's all thanks to the good people at the penis nothing to be embarrassed about you having know, your eyes done no and i mean there's a little bit of shame that comes with any plastic surgery or a little bit of of like you want to hide it, but it nonetheless, you know, how many times you see a chick get fake boobs and then the next, you know, a month later she's wearing nut you see cleavage every everywhere time she you goes. See her. So like, no, I don't feel like I would do it. And, and I mean, maybe it's because I don't necessarily feel inadequate when it comes to my penis, but like I certainly I wouldn't judge anybody for doing it. You can do it if you know, hey, hey, it's it's right here for the Penis Enlargement Center of Canton, Ohio. Yeah, I work at Rock 1069. I got to live inside. I mean, I, I mean, you know what I mean? We both have two jobs. So, yeah, if somebody offers to pay me to do that, guess what? I'm doing it. For sure I'm doing that. Yeah, I, uh, we will pass out those corn tickets. Let's do that right now. We'll take caller 10, 1-800-243-7625 on those. The show's tonight, so you have to be able to come here to the radio station today before 5 o'clock to pick those up. Next on the Sansbury Show, people are retiring, but where they're going is a little suspect. I'll explain next on Rock 1069. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studes with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. And if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge, a Trasact company, wants to hire you. Truebridge. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. And can be heard everywhere via iHeartRadio. I am, if I'm going to be honest, one of the things I worry about most is what I'm going to do when this career wraps up. 
I live in, I don't want to call it constant fear, but I am, it's at the front of my mind every afternoon. Like, what are you going to do when this is no longer an option to get through the world? Are you saying Rock 106.9, the Stansberry Show, this job in particular, or are you saying in the bigger picture of like you being on the radio? Yeah, I think the bigger picture, ultimately. Okay. I can survive being let go from Rock 106.9, I would imagine. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there will be I, something else that presents Well, yeah, itself. this. I mean, luckily for me and you, we've done well enough at this position that if they were to excuse us from it, other radio stations in the area would go, yeah, go get those guys. If they're available, go get them. And there's, so, there's comfort in that, dude. And honestly, uh, you know, after the last report card came out, that was one of the things where I was like, well, all things considered right now, if you were to lose this job, and I don't want to, like, I, dude, I'm, no, I'd rather work here. I'm very happy here, but I definitely feel confident in like, well, dude, somebody's going to hire yeah, me. Yeah, there, there's a station in Akron that you'd be almost crazy not to call us, right? So, like, I, I believe the next job's right around the corner, but sooner or later... And maybe not. I mean, people work the, the jobs that they love till they're 70. It's just, I just feel like sooner or later somebody's going to pull the rug out from underneath me. I just feel it. Especially in this industry. I know a lot of people, I mean, yes, live in fear of losing their job, but this is one of those jobs you can lose for really no fault of your own. You're or no only as good or, as your last show. Right. Segment, even. Right. And so I worry about that. And like retirement doesn't even feel like an option to me. I've just done a poor job of putting money away my entire life. I'm oh. better at it now, but... I mean, I'm pretty deep in my life. Yeah, but you've still got a decent amount left. I was I was thinking about that too, where I'm like, dude, I'm 33 and I really don't haven't saved that much for retirement. I mean, only in the past four or five years have I started like, dude, put some money in the 401k sure. there, dude, learn. But I still at 33 have another 30 years of work in front of me. You at 40 have another 25 years of work in front of you. So if you if you prioritize correctly, if I prioritize correctly, we should be able to figure it out. So a lot of people are worrying about this. And instead of working longer, trying to save for retirement, you know what people are doing? What are they doing? They're quitting their jobs and moving out of the country because it costs so much less to live other places. And if you take American currency, yeah. U.S. currency, and take it to somewhere else, the exchange can be better in a lot of places, and you can live high on the hog. Like you ever? Like I've never been to like one of those all you know inclusive resort you know locations and stuff Malibu sandals but some of those right? places are like in paradise and you yeah. can buy a house in like the village there for like a fraction of what it costs and so i've always been curious like why don't people just pack up and move to paradise and pay nothing like, yeah yeah i mean i guess you're going to get into like um, compare the standard of living there. Like, are you going to be able to go there and continue living the life? Is there that a you target here? here? Right. Is there a target here? Would right. I have central air conditioning here? Would I be have close access to a hospital here? So, like, there's yes, definite benefits to living in the middle of paradise. But like, could you really be okay living in a grass hut? Yeah, the murder rate's probably right. really high, right. and you know things like that. Well, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> like the murder rate, the crappy health care, like the crappy infrastructure that all exists in America. Oh, you so mean like, like Ohio? Yeah, like, <laughs> I guess. What, why you mean like that? Somewhere with nicer weather. There's also, I I believe that there has probably been, and probably not so much anymore. But I think if you would have told, definitely in the 1980s when I was growing up, if you would have told people you were abandoning America and moving somewhere else, what do you hate America? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's I I think, but I think that that's probably getting less and less. And so I have I have here a list of places in the world that are the best places to retire. Okay. And I gotta I gotta tell you I think I gotta start thinking about this. Malta came in at number ten. Right. I don't even know that one. Portugal came in at number nine. Nicaragua came in at number eight. Spain is seven. Malaysia's number six. So you see where, where the kind of places these are. 
But they say this is these are the best places to retire. Apparently, your money will go far. Right. And um, and you can live, like I said, high on the hog. Well, Columbia, number five. And Jeez. you got to think that as you get older, as you get closer to retirement, you obviously are going to start adding health care costs into it. And when you can factor American health care costs out of your final plan, if you can go somewhere where health care is taking yeah, care of Yeah, but imagine seeing a Malaysian dentist. I mean, uh, how many people you know in, in Canton, Ohio, haven't seen a dentist in you know 20 years because they're like, dude, I don't got the money for that. Uh-huh. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I, like, I can understand why as an old person, and you're like, damn, dude, I'm going to get cancer soon. You know what? I'm just going to Spain. They'll pay for it. They'll take care of me, and like, and I'll get to live on the beach. My dad went on a missionary mission when I was a kid, and he went to was it the Galapagos Islands, and he was building like houses for you know people who didn't have houses. He was like building houses down there, and he had like a dental emergency in the Galapagos Islands, right. and he was like, and when he got back to America, he said he's like that is the worst thing that has ever happened to me was having to have oral surgery outside of the United States. So that kind of stuff you do gotta you gotta weigh that in. Columbia came in at number five. Costa Rica came in at number four. These are best places in the world to retire. Ecuador came in at number three. Again, a lot of South America stuff here. Panama, uh, you know, Panama came in at number two. And guess where the number one place in the world to retire is? Where's that? You're not going to believe it. Mexico is the number one place in the world to retire. So tear down the wall. Let the old people over it. <laughs> yeah, dude, send the geriatrics out. <laughs> Apparently, tear down the wall, dude, because we all want to head out. I, uh, I and I would imagine that there probably are coastal parts of Mexico that you could probably get into somewhat cheap. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure throughout the country you can go go there with a thousand dollars and change it into ten million U- pesos, and then all of a sudden, dude, you're a god down there. You know, like all I, you know, the life I want. I'll tell you the life I, I dude. I want Tom Cruise's life from Cocktail. I just dude, just send me to the, like some beach resort. I'll make my ties and bang Elizabeth Shue, and my life will be all right. I mean, dude, a possibility <laughs> for you, and you got to think. That's here, all I want. You got to think too. All these places, especially in in the in the industry that we're in, man. I mean, you could probably turn yourself into a radio you know oh like when i first got out of the broadcasting school one of the things that they a job i was up for was a dj for a club on board of a cruise ship oh yeah and that job paid a ton of money i mean it paid so much money and your room board and food all covered you got to and you were in international water so you got to keep all of it what are we doing with our lives right now dude here we are in canton ohio acting like we're gonna make something out of ourselves let's get our boys on a cruise ship all right guys plug in your ipod because we're going to (laughs) hotjobs.com we'll be right back with more stands for a show next hang on Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. I know the thought of buying a new car sometimes can be a little overwhelming. You're probably worried about your credit. Don't be. Right now, the Wakeham Auto Family is offering you a really good deal. If you have a job and just $99 down, you're pre-approved at Wakeham. They can do this because of their great finance team. 90% of the customers who visit a Wakeham store get approved and drive home in their new or pre-owned vehicle. And it's because they are Stark County's largest dealer. They work with more than 30 lenders. So even if your credit is a little questionable like mine was, you can get approved 
at the Wakeham Auto Family. You can start online at Wakeham.com or in person at the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. You'll see up there that the Wakeham Auto Family has a huge inventory. I'm talking 1,500 cars at just one location. That means no matter what type of car you're looking for, the Wakeham Auto Family has it. And like I said, their website, Wakeham.com, makes it really easy. They have an online credit application that only asks a few questions and does not does not require a social security number. Hit them up online at wakeham.com or in person on the Wakeham Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. Do what I did on your next car. Save the Wakeham Way. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9 coming up at 9 o'clock. I'm going to yell at Ann Coulter about her take on weed. And already, actually this will happen at 9.30 too. Already... The, they're starting the list of stores that'll be open on Thanksgiving. Oh, boy. Oh <laughs> That's, I mean, boy. Dude, it's just now August 2nd, and we're already getting into these. Um, I got a text message from my mom yesterday. She was out shopping. I'm not 100% sure where it was, but Halloween candy already out. Stop it. Already out. Like, she sent it to me. Happy Halloween. I'm like, where are you sending me this for? Oh, that's Halloween candy on August 1st. <sighs> yeah, I'm not ready for that. No. But it's coming. I mean, dude, we're coming up on... Dude, football starts on Thursday. Tomorrow. Football. Tomorrow. It might as well be Halloween. I know everybody's pumped about the football season, but for me, it just means cold is coming. And I I can't get... I I, I just... I can't love that. Because it also means the golf season's about to wrap up, and you know I don't like that. No. I'm going to have to take a... Well, I'm going to Vegas for Christmas, so I'll probably play out there a lot while I'm out there, because I... About 10 minutes of my mother, I'm going to be like, get me out of here. You know what I mean? So, like, I, uh, I'll probably play a lot out there. But I'm going to have to take a couple of short, like, weekend nice weather trips. I, as a matter of fact, I think I'm pretty sure I'm going down to Naples in Florida this year for a golf trip with a couple of buddies. So. I can uh, I can assure you we're going to have some leftover vacation days. Yes. So if we pick a couple, like, eh, we'll do a Friday and a Monday. Yeah. yeah. Did you get out to North Carolina or something? Stands right out there. Hitting the links there. Yeah, my buddy's got a house down in Naples that they use, and he's like, why don't you just come down? We'll all go play a bunch of golf down there. Like, all right. Sounds like a good time. I'm excited about the Bridgestone Tournament this weekend. I know everybody's... Don't get me wrong. I, I love the Pro Football Hall of Fame, too, but yeah. I got... Dude, I'm going to be 10 feet from Jordan Spieth. I can't wait. I'm all excited. <laughs> Is that what you're doing after the show? Going outside of his hotel to stalk him? I might. Yeah. I might. <laughs> you can't put it past me. Can't, can't put it past me. If you, yeah, if you turn on the news tonight and some fat dude's dry humping <laughs> Jordan Speed, it's me. It's me. I did it. Uh, speaking of the humping, yeah. Pornhub again. And I, I, I've been on this for a while now. Pornhub needs to shut up about what everybody's watching at their site. Because sooner or later, it's going to be, oh, yeah, and here's who watches what. And your neighbor, we have this. And it's like, but they've released the list. Of like the best of like the best most the best categories on their site, right? I um the most used uh, categories on their site. I'm always intrigued by this. They'll be like, hey, you know, X amount of people didn't watch porn after you know the World Series or this Game many of Thrones, people, and right, right. And, and 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 you know they'll give this information. But you're 100 percent correct. And and and. Pornhub. X videos doesn't do this. You porn doesn't do this. I am glad you have that information because I find it interesting, but eventually it's going to get Ashley Madison and it's going to be like, oh, look at this IP address and look at what they're using. And if you don't think that that's going to end up blackmailing you, you're crazy, dude. Sooner or later. Right. Because we're all very, 
we're all worried that people are going to find out about the sex we want. At least a lot of us are. I mean, you and I, yeah, I don't care as much. But, dude, I'm sure there are plenty of people in highly you know, held positions throughout the community that would the last thing they would want is their pornography habits out there. Coming in at number 10, and I don't even know if I know how to say this word properly. Is is it is it hentai or yeah. is it hench? Okay, hentai. so it's hentai. Hentai, yeah. And I, 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 I'll be honest. I'm not even sure if I totally know. Is is that? I mean, that's like Dragon Ball Z porn, right? Yeah, essentially, it's like is anime. What, <laughs> yes, it's, it's Dragon Ball Z. Essentially, it's Dragon Ball Z porn. Now, is that the same thing? Because like video game porn's gotten huge now. Like, um. There's a bunch of games. I forget what it is. Somebody actually bought me one of them for Christmas, and it's Overwatch. It's like a very that's what okay. it was. It was a very big video game, and it's a first person shooter. But there's a lot of female characters in it, and now guys are like making porn with those characters, and it's like huge. I mean, all hentai is animated porn, but now all animated porn is hentai. Hentai is like that. Dude, specific- thank God you're here. I mean, I just don't know how I would how I get through my life. It's that specific like anime style, like that specific like overtly you know i mean it's like any other like uh, what do i want to saw that japanese style of, of animation so like okay. if someone made like a simpsons parody porn i wouldn't consider that's that not hentai. hentai that's just cartoon porn right so it's you know it's kind of a fine line there but i uh not necessarily surprised to find that out with that comes a lot of um things that aren't necessarily possible in regular pornography like there's a lot of stuff that happens in there where it's like oh my god that chick's shooting fireballs you know what i'm saying i see a lot of things in racial porn (laughs) i didn't think was possible either but it is number nine these are the top categories at porn number nine was men with larger than normal penises okay and they say it's because after all porn is about fantasy yeah i uh i I don't. I don't know. I mean, almost all dongs on Pornhub are going to be larger than average. But when we really get into those monsters of sea, when it's like, dude, here's a 13 inch penis. It's like, whoa, dude. dude I got to be honest with you. I don't even <laughs> want a 13 inch penis. <laughs> no, I don't. I've heard it's terrible. And man. It just. It sounds like it's going to be pretty needy and need a lot of work. And I just. Yeah, I can't have it. I. I just. I don't. I, I don't want that. I, I, I'm in no danger of having it, but I like <laughs> double it up. He's still not even close. I don't, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, a 13 inch penis is not what I would be uh, after at all. Number eight was uh, was well endowed women. Should be no uh, no surprise there. Seven was anal. All right. Uh, these are the most popular Pornhub categories. Surprised that wasn't higher, dude. I would have thought anal would have been a little higher. Everybody and loves butt stuff. See, he, that is true. It's like it, it's skyrocketing now. And I'll tell you what's interesting about the anal thing with porn is that that's something I don't necessarily need in my life. Like in my actual sexual life, I don't need. I've always said about that that the universe, God, whoever, I, I don't know what did it, but gave me two really good places for my penis with a woman. And I've always felt like asking for a third is just greedy. Not enough, man. Not good enough. It just seems greedy to me. And also, it is the way that gay men have sex. And I, I don't know if this makes, does this make me a homophobe? I don't know. But I don't necessarily 
I, I guess I just don't need it. Um, I'm going to say anything that you as a man do with a woman doesn't make you gay. So whether it's, you know, butt stuff with her or whatever. Um, I'm not a fan. But at this point, I think it's just become almost a cliche of pornography where it's every scene. Like you can't. I expect it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Where once upon a time you had to like look for it specifically of like, oh, this scene has anal in it. Okay, I'll watch it. Now it's just like, dude, it's another video. I bet you it's going to happen. Yeah, a girl on her first day of porn does triple anal now. Right. It's, it's just the way it is. Number six, these are the most popular porn of categories, was Ebony. Now, obviously, they were following uh-huh. my IP address pretty closely. <laughs> um, ebony, different than interracial. I'll be interested to see if interracial pops up later in the uh, in the, in the Oh, yeah, because Ebony could just be full on, you know, black black on black, black on black, black on black. Most people just call that normal sex. But some people are like, you know what? We got to have a special category. for. I honestly thought you were going to say most people call that crime. And I was like, bro, (laughs) Jesus, dude, you got back it off. Dial that one down. Mature came in at number four, I believe. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Number five was mature. All right. Okay. Which. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, number four was teen, uh, 18 plus. Which one are you picking there? Are you going teen or are you going uh, mature there? Mature, probably. Yeah, because you're 40 and you feel like anything Mature, probably. Uh, yeah, dude, I got to be honest with you. Some of these younger girls in porn look too young. Like that girl from, from here, that Elsa Jean girl, she's sexy. She is, but she looks 16. Like, and she's too little. Like, she's. That's the allure for a lot of guys. Yeah, is that's that because like, I think secretly they want to bang underage chicks. Like, I mean, I'm not going to disagree that there's plenty of dudes out there who have seen their daughter's friend and be like, like, oh, yeah, I totally want to have sex oh, with her. Oh, man, right. And and you don't have an. You, and rightfully so, you don't have an outlet for that. So then when you do have an Elsa Jean or a Lexi Bell or a Jenna Hayes. That's that's your you know I um so yeah like that super young petite thing just that's not me I, I, don't get me wrong I mean I definitely I mean I date younger women occasionally but all the time <laughs> all right I mean it's like eighty percent of the time but I uh, but once you start getting real petite and you look real young it just kind of creeps me out number three was the amateur category which Fantone will nope. not go to nope. You don't watch amateur porn. Who's checking IDs? Who's making sure that everything's going as it's supposed to on the set there? So, no, I, I, I prefer a professionally produced pornography. Okay. What about a verified amateur? Because that's a category of porn up too. So, like, they've been certified. If you've got a verified amateur and you have somebody who's okay with their sex tape being released, but that's one of my concerns too, is that like, I mean, I don't want my sex tape getting out there, so sure. I can't watch. Nor do I. So I can't watch somebody else's and be like, oh, well, I'll just look Even if it. you can tell by like, because dude, again, like... If Some of these people have like Pornhub accounts that they you right. can kind of say like they want to be porn if, stars. If they're doing that, that's one thing. If I know that like all right, these are two consenting adults to this, but I feel like in most amateur pornography, I have no way of knowing are these two consenting adults. See, sometimes amateur porn for me adults. is a more pleasurable view, just because I feel like I can insert myself into that situation where yeah. like the browser's set. It's like, dude, I'm never going to be in a mansion that big. That girl's right. way too hot. Like I like sooner or later. The realism creeps into my head, and it's like, nah, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't right. This isn't right. Rounding out the list, the runner-up, the number two most popular category, is MILF. So it's not necessarily the same thing as mature. I don't understand the difference there of like 
MILF and mature. Now, I understand the difference in real life because it's, you know, does this a woman have a child? Right, right, right. But, like, in porn, it just never makes sense to me. If, well, if, if you're, what you're saying is these chicks are over 40, why aren't those the same category? And I, yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you another thing about porn. It's like they fast-track those hoes. It's like you do your first five films, and it's like she's barely legal. And then, like, a year later, you're right. in the MILF category. Right. It's like they fast-track those girls like, like, like nothing I've ever seen. Or unless you are an Elsa Jean, then you will be in teen category until you're 29 yeah. because it's like you can't move up. Up, you have to stay in your lane there. She is hot, that girl. She's just, you know, she's just a little too petite for my particular taste here. So I've given you uh, all of them except for the number one spot. Would you like to take a guess at what the number one Pornhub category is? Interracial it hasn't came up yet. I think that's what it is. No, really, what is it? No, I'll take you. I'll, I'll give you two more swings. Um, I'm gonna say group sex. No, uh, nice choice though. Cheating spouse. No. Uh, honestly, well, yeah. I was surprised Cuckold didn't make mm-hmm. it anywhere in, in this list that I've seen because that's been, that's become huge now. Lesbian ah. is still the number one Pornhub category. See, much like how you said you prefer amateur, that's one of the problems with like lesbian porn is I can't see myself there. I have no like avenue of like, it's hot and like, dude, great. Two chicks making out. Dude, perfect. Well, I can a little more than making out, but right. Like obviously lesbian porn is arousing. Right. But I'm not sure. Like, I can't. I never use it to see the the mission all the way through. Okay. You know what I mean? While you're perusing videos, you're going to be like, man, dude, those two are kind of hot. What are they doing? Then, yeah, maybe you'll watch a little bit of it. But yes, when it comes time to seal the deal, I kind of need a situation that I feel like I could be in. You know, and so I don't know that it, you know what, Wait, I gotta stop so, talking. So, so how are you watching Lex Steel videos, bro? Yeah, I can see myself there with a giant black penis. Let's go. Well, maybe I can pay Lex Steel to bang my girlfriend. Maybe that's what I could do. I don't know. I don't know. All right, yeah, you're right. All right, so I was just trying not to be a racist with my porn. Now Fanto tells me I'm not even allowed to do that. The Indians got themselves into a battle last night. We'll run down some audio for you next on Rock 106. 6-9. There's a long fly ball. Deep center field, Jackson's back, he leaps, he made an unbelievable catch! He flipped into the bullpen! What a play by Austin Jackson! (laughs) That just might be the play of the year! That might just be the play of the year. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9, Austin Jackson making one hell of a uh, of a grab last night. Now, it ended up being for a losing effort. Yeah, it sucks, dude. When you have an amazing play and a loss, it sucks. And they ended up losing to the Boston Red Sox 12 to 10. And look, I know it sucks to lose a game. But like I saw like Indians Twitter like exploding last night and early this morning about how terrible it was. And my thing is, guys, baseball y- you saw a game with 22 runs. Yeah. You saw a game with 22 runs. If you're a baseball fan, whether your team won or lost, you got to celebrate that game because that's the kind of game that makes an average viewer or a non-baseball fan go, wait, 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 baseball's doing what? That happens in baseball? Man, I need to see that. Like that, those kind of games draw the attention that you want for your sport. 
and I think, you know, baseball maybe is a little bit late to this party, but it just speaks to sports fans nowadays and the mentality of every game I'm owed to win. The team owes me a victory every right. single game. and anything, Or a championship every year. And, and anything less than that, you're a bum. Anything less than that, yeah. you're not worthy. So, I don't know, dude. Sports fans are entitled. Um, it, it has boggled my mind over all three franchises in Cleveland um, how weak-willed Cleveland sports fans are for a group of people who got beat down and 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 humiliated for decades, dude. We are one of the most fragile group of snowflakes I've ever seen. That is true. Indians fans, Cavs fans, Browns fans across the board, just a bunch of snowflakes. I would agree. And I think you got to look at last night's loss as it being good for the league and good for the sport that you love. Because most people's complaint about baseball is it's like marriage. Nobody scores. And so, like, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? You got to put runs on the board. That's what that's what Americans want. They want scoring. And you got that last night in a game. I mean, people the stuff people are saying about Cody Allen this morning, I just, I guess I'm, really my overall point is this, is that I am a sports enthusiast. All right? I like watching the games. I like watching the debate shows. I like knowing stuff that's going on. But I'm happy about the fact that I don't care about any one of them enough to, like, death threat somebody over a loss. Right. To, 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 on, to go on Twitter and to, you know, harass somebody. Right. Like, what now, are you doing with your life? I'll live tweet during, like, a golf tournament or whatever and be like, oh, my God, he's totally blowing this. That, like, what a mental error that was on his point. Like, I'll say stuff like that. But to like to, to take it to their doorstep and to like threaten their lives, want to expect a response or to expect that to influence them or something. I'm sure it's not like Cody Allen woke up this morning, read those tweets, and was like, "Dude, you know what? I got to pitch harder next time. I got, I dude, you know what? I did, you know, I didn't even think about throwing strikes. I can't believe that guy on Twitter. You bring up a really good point. I should have tried to strike more people out. That's not, that's not how it works. Not at all." 22 runs in a baseball game. That's impressive. A big part of the problem is here is the Indians went to the World Series last year, and now Cleveland sports fan feels like that's a given that it's going to happen again. And if it doesn't feel like exactly that's going to happen again, and part of that is on the Cavs because they made it three in a row yep. and kind of set that tone and set that standard. I would agree. Hey, you don't. There's no guarantee the Indians make it to the World Series again. There's just not. No, I think out of all like, the top three sports, it's probably the hardest, right? Because of how much injury that happens, and you know, you, you rely a lot on your bullpen and like stuff that happens there. I think baseball is probably harder to go back to back. Every, every game, Corey Kluber can't go out there. Every game, LeBron's out there, right? And you there's so I mean? many more games. Right. There's just a lot of time, you know, available for things to go wrong. I just. I think it was good for base. I didn't watch the game last night, but I did watch the highlight of that catch, and it was, it was an amazing catch. Phenomenal. And that's what you need. Like, football and basketball have both benefited from Twitter in the sense that those clips then are retweeted a thousand times by sports blogs, this and that, and people are watching the highlights. Baseball needs a little bit of that, and that catch got that done last night. It was amazing. It really was. That was a great catch. It was fantastic to see. All right, Ann Coulter, yeah. queen of the right, has said some things about marijuana, and I disagree with her. So she's getting hers next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. Missed anything from yesterday. Podcast that right there. 
Also, keep us everywhere with you via iHeartRadio. Was there anything worth missing yesterday? I can't remember. Was that good? Was that bad? What did we do? <laughs> you don't remember yesterday? I don't know. We did. Dude, I don't remember what we did this morning. That's a good point. Tuesday, right? We had a good one yesterday, I thought. New Nine Inch Nails was part of that. Yeah, if good. you haven't heard that yet, you'll be able to hear that Shaq right there. Daddy. I actually, yeah, the new Shaq, uh, new Shaq Diesel was in there, too. I actually really like that new Nine Inch Nails. But, you know, we told people how to get a thicker penis yesterday. Oh, yeah. We explained, uh, you know, how, how to avoid some manscaping mistakes. Okay. And some rejected Ohio license plates got uh, got ran down yesterday. Uh, that's all there in that podcast. I have to yell at Ann Coulter right now. Okay. Um, Ann Coulter, if you don't know, is like pretty much the queen of the right or alt-right or whatever the hell it is you want to call. Um, and she comes off very smug always. And um, she doesn't really do a lot to dispel the stereotype of what the extreme part of that party can be, which is she kind of comes off like like there might be some bigotry in her. Yes, I think that's fair. Um, and I think she knows what she's doing. Um, oh, yeah. She's aware that she's a total C word. Yeah. And that's her card to play. That's who she is. She says like der- inflammatory things for a reason. She knows what she's doing there. And she was uh, she was being interviewed the other day um, about marijuana. All right. And the host who was interviewing her was pro marijuana. And Ann Coulter is not. And they asked Ann Coulter if marijuana should be made legal. She says, and I'm quoting, no, you can legalize all the drugs you want once there isn't a welfare state. But no, she said, marijuana, this is her quote, marijuana makes people retarded, especially when they're young. We've got enough busboys. We're bringing in busboys by the million through our immigration policy. We do not need a country of busboys. We're destroying the country. I got to be honest with you. That statement kind of sounds like somebody who could use a joint. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, lady, you need to relax a little bit. And I find it strange that a newsmaker, shaker, mover of these things Respected on some level, yeah, in the political universe, would publicly use the word retarded. Doesn't surprise me at all with her. She doesn't care like like that. And and, I mean, that's that's the anti PC territory. There is like, dude, I'm going to use whatever word that I want to use there. Okay, yeah, you're probably right. That probably is her take there. I am now. I had to work hard to remove that word from my vocabulary. I have been doing radio long enough to for when that like you could totally use that word on the radio when I first started yeah. and nobody would bat an eye at it. Nobody. And it now it's become one of those things. It's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say that. Well, you know, it's it's now in context is what matters there because the process can be retarded. But if you're put, looking at somebody, yeah, at but people aren't going to hear that. But if you're looking at anybody with, with some sort of developmental disability and pointing at them and saying you're a retard, that's wrong. That's where the problem. Comes I would absolutely me. agree with that. I, for me in my life, I will be honest with you though. I, if I was in the car with my buddy and it's just the two of us, I am probably guilty of still using that word. 
Now, I won't use it on the radio because I know it really inflames people. And uh, you know what I mean? And probably rightfully so. But like, if, if my buddy does something stupid, I'm probably still guilty of using that. But I was very shocked to read that. And I also think it's inaccurate. I, I know for a fact that there are plenty of intelligent people in this country who are daily marijuana users. There's plenty of them. So I, I just think this is, this is more this reefer madness stuff. And I can't for the well, life of me figure out why we can't come together on this issue. Probably about two hours ago, you were saying that parents that use marijuana are being irresponsible. I think there's a, just because you can enjoy something doesn't mean that you got to... When you're, when you're watching your kids, you got to be careful about what you're doing. There are things that I think adults can do. And I even said during that conversation that I, I for some reason, I view a difference between sitting on the back porch and smoking a joint watching your kids play in the, in the yard than I do if you had a glass of red wine or maybe a beer. I do. I view it different. But I think that's because it's the way I've been trained to think because of the country I live in. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that Ann Coulter style of reefer madness kind of winning on you there that's I mean now listen it's just like driving where it's like dude do I think you should be blunted out of your face driving around of no. course not dude should you should you be sitting there ripping your vaporizer doing dabs and smoking blunts no. while you watch your kids no but I, I there's a line somewhere and I don't necessarily view those as two fundamentally different things drinking and smoking pot so like I don't know somewhere along the line it's acceptable to me I just, I, I guess what I don't get out of Ann Coulter and like the far right side of things is, is that they're the ones, they're supposed to be the party that's worried about the finances, right? They want to belt tighten. They, they want us to be a profitable country. They want, you know, right? And who, they're the party, or they once were the party, or they per, per, show themselves to be the party of government, don't tell me what to do. Then why are they against this? Because, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel as if marijuana could be a silver bullet in to a lot of the financial problems that face this country. At I've seen part it, of it. I've seen it firsthand with places that I've lived, be it Oregon and Nevada. I've lived in both those places. And let me tell you, I went back to Oregon last summer after they had legalized, full-on legalized. They had like the medical and you could grow and all that when I lived there, right. but they full blown legalized recreational marijuana. That town I lived in has exploded. Explode. There's now breweries downtown. There's now brand new restaurants downtown. There's arts and shops downtown. And marijuana brought all that money there. It does nothing but turn money. And I always say this every time we bring this subject up. Colorado sent tax money back to the citizens of the state. The government let that sink in. The government sent money back to them. The somebody has to tell me the argument that makes sense to me why we don't do this. Retarded bus boys. That's it. Retarded bus boys. That's a meme, Ann Coulter. That's not facts. That's a that's it's a nice meme. You might as well put a snowflake behind somebody that uh, has a joint in their hand and uh, then pass out the meme, but there's no substance in that Ann Coulter because it's not real. Just you gotta stop selling this lie that if you smoke marijuana you can't be successful. Honestly, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. This sounds like a dick thing to say, but it's true. There's a lot of people right now judging, listening, judging me for the fact that I will use marijuana, and I'm gonna tell you I make more money than you. Um, like so, you can be successful.
I, 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 I said, and it was probably pretty early into the, the the presidency of Donald Trump, is if you want to guarantee a second term, legalize weed within the next four years, they kind of went the opposite direction. And I know that the attorney general will be focusing in on yeah, that guy. on, on, on mar- states where marijuana is legal and the, the finances that are coming from them. And yesterday, um, uh, one of the Democrats that people are talking about as one of the possibilities for running in 2020, Corey... Ah, Pavin? Uh, no. no, Corey, what's his name? Booker. Corey Booker. Um, he, Corey Pavin's a golfer, sorry. He, and I was Corey gonna, Booker. I was going to say Corey Minor Smith, but she's running for city council in Canton. I don't no. know what her take is. Corey but, Booker was out of Newark, New Jersey, right? Yeah, okay. and he put forth yesterday like the proposal. I actually like him a little bit. The proposal of legalizing marijuana in all 50. Really? Yeah. So. Oh, I'll have to read that over. I didn't. I didn't. I hadn't seen uh, that. I, I. I have seen him on interview shows, and he's impressed me before. I don't know everything about what, his political stances, but I do like him. I had predicted. I think it's him and Michelle Obama on the ticket. You legalize weed, and a lot of people are going to jump on your ship there. And I know it's like, dude, I can't believe your one issue. Some people's one issue is abortion. Some people's one issue is gay rights. Some people's issue, but there are a lot of people who, if you just say, "Yo, legal weed." People are going to be like, yeah, you know what? Speak my language. Dude, I'll vote for you. Legal dope. It's just Vegas can't even keep up with the demand. I mean, the, the, right. the money's coming in hand over fist. And you're taking that money away from drug dealers. What's the number one money maker for Mexican drug cartels? Marijuana. Take that. D- Come on. Honestly, all the arguments they use against it are dumb. They're just short-sighted. And, and this is what kills me about conservatives. Is that you want you want small government. You, you you want you want to be fiscally responsible. You you want to be you want to make money, and yet every program that you introduce ends up costing us more money in the end. I don't understand it. I don't hate you for being conservative. My dude, half my family, my brother's very conservative. And he makes sense on a lot of subjects, but he's dead wrong on this one. And so are the rest of you that are opposed of it. They're sending money back to the citizens of Colorado. Imagine that. I can't even wrap my head around it. I don't know when we're going to get smart about this. And this isn't foreign oil. We can make it here. We can cultivate it here. We can sell it here. We don't need anybody else. It's jobs. It's money. It's tax revenue. It's all the things that every president runs around the country and tells everybody he's going to do while they're running it. Left or right. They all tell you how they're going to give you more jobs. None of them ever do it. This could do it. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Nearing the end of it now. We're online for you at WRKK.com. And make sure you keep iHeartRadio. Radio. Was it? Yeah, it was just this morning. Fantone was telling us that his mother, while being out yesterday shopping had seen Halloween candy in the stores. August 1st, Halloween candy. Yeah, the first being yesterday. So, Halloween's October 31st, right? Right. Oh my God, that's way early for Halloween candy. Talking two months. Crazy. But, I mean, dude, if you're the fine people at Snickers or Butterfinger or whatever, it's like, pull the trigger, man. Go ahead. You know what I bet it is? I bet they've done market research that says once you change something on the bag, yeah. it draws more eye attention oh, to yeah. it, and it feels like a call to action at that point. 100%. Having those little bats on the Snickers bars is That's much different. different. I want it. Um, 
And I think there's, you know... That Hall- would totally get me. Halloween is one of those things that a lot of people, I don't know, if care about or pretend to care about or whatever, but like those holidays you can cash in on. I mean, I would assume since it was two months out from, from Halloween, I would assume September 1st we'll start seeing Thanksgiving stuff. Middle of September, like September 15th, you'll probably start seeing Christmas stuff. Oh. Which is crazy. It gets earlier and earlier every year, it seems like. Um, and that's just depressing. It's 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 almost a head scratcher of like your kids aren't even back in school yet. How are you starting to you know formulate your plan of like well how are we going to go trick or treating? <laughs> Dude, how are you going to get your kids back to school? I mean, I guess the the good news is is that Reese cups are delicious no matter what month it is. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can dig into them as much as you want, but like it, it just I that's way early. Yeah. It's way way early, and the reason why I bring this up is. Summer's basically over. It's, you know, it's pretty much wrapped up. It's August second. God damn it! If summer is actually over on August second, now you know, being the, the avid golfer that I am, I I like the warm weather. Yeah. Now, luckily, you can p- still play in Ohio till about the middle of November comfortably, and then after that, it's like okay, now it's getting pretty cold. Now I'll play in February. That's because I'm an addict and I don't know any better. But it's, you know, so the winter months, I, I just don't like. That's why football's in the winter. It's because they do, they gave Americans right. something. Like, you poor bastards live in the middle of the country, but we better give you something, right? But I'm bringing all this up because Thanksgiving's going to be right around the corner before you know it. And this got announced yesterday, and I don't know if they announced this, so, so like, the negative reaction to it would die down before Thanksgiving, but GameStop, of all places, says they're going to be open on Thanksgiving this year. They had just said a couple of years ago that they weren't. Um, This was, I believe, in 2014, the company had said this. At GameStop, we often use the phrase, protect the family. In reference to our business, a large part of what that means is, is to us is to not open any of our GameStop, Simply Mac, or Spring Mobile, or Cricket Wireless U.S. locations on Thanksgiving Day out of respect for our store associates and their families and friends. We believe it's the right decision not only for our employees but also for our customers so that they can enjoy this time with your loved ones and we'll see you on Black Friday. I If I could roll my eyes any harder, I know it's radio, so you can't see it, but dude, come on. Oh, protect the family. Shut care. up, dude. Protect the profits. Nobody, yeah, nobody cares. You, I, care, you care about that, that employee so much, you're paying them $9 an hour? Well, dude, who maybe. cares if they can't afford a Thanksgiving meal, but they get Thanksgiving off? I um, Shut up. Yeah, no, no company cares about their employees. <laughs> that's I obviously that's hyperbole, but you know you know what I mean to say that if you work for a lot of these big conglomerate type stuff, you're you're not you know what I mean. Like I don't necessarily feel like I feel like my immediate boss cares about me. Yeah, but does the company care no, about me? Not even no, a little bit. No. Not even close. And so I think that that's probably true of a lot of people in their positions. If, you know what I mean? If you want your boss to care about you, you got to go to a smaller type business, I, w- I, w- I would think. I just, as a video game person, now again, I played a lot less of this stuff than I ever have before. Um, but I, like, I understand why Walmart opens. 
on Thanksgiving. I do. Like, I get it. You, you sell a million things. You might need something from a Walmart before you're going to that, that Thanksgiving party. But when Walmart's open on Thanksgiving, it's open in preparations for Black Friday. You just can't go into Walmart and go buy paper plates. And oh, milk. is that right? Yeah. They have, like, they have, like, specialized lines of, like, and I mean, you could grab paper plates and, like, wait in those hell, you know, those long things, those, but, like, the self-checkout wouldn't be open for you just to grab that. Oh, to like. To grab that paper plates and, and walk out the door. Oh, see, I thought Walmart was full-blown open on Thanksgiving. At least once it gets towards, like, 5 o'clock after, because I've gone to Walmart on sure. Thanksgiving Day to, like, Black Friday shop or Black Thursday, whatever the hell it is. Um, but, no, like, you, it, you, yes, you could grab some bleach and walk, but you'd have to wait in line. You're like waiting in Black else. Friday lines, essentially. So, like, yeah, right. Oh, see, like, I was going to say, I understand why a retailer like that would be open because of how many products are underneath your your roof, but GameStop sells one, like, essentially one thing, like... But GameStop, I'm sure, is going to have Black Friday sales, correct? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course they are. That's a huge moneymaker for them, too. And by that theory, if you're going to have Black Friday sales, you're going to open up at midnight, right, or mm-hmm. 3 a.m. or whatever it is, so you're going to have to have people in the store preparing things for that Black Friday sale the day before, yeah have to so like why not open the doors if you have employees there you know what i think happened here and i could be way wrong this is purely speculation but this is what i think happened very rarely will you see a gamestop freestanding store yeah they're always in like a strip they're always in a strip mall and i think what's happening here is some of these other companies want to open yeah and the people that own these strip malls are leaning on these places like, well, if one of them's open, they're not going to get enough business. So if you open and you open and you open, now there's business. Well, if, if, if there's a Target and then there's a GameStop and then there's a Home Depot and then there's a Claire's and then there's all these different things and all those places are open and GameStop's the one place not, you've got all this foot traffic, you've got all these people there for Black Friday, you've got all those people there for the Thanksgiving Day sales, you're leaving money on the table. Why wouldn't you open your doors? I guess if you're GameStop, what you're thinking is if they're going to go into Target to buy the video game, just come here. Right. And and I, I, I every year I, I have to make this point with this is that like, yeah, you why, would love this point. Why is it that Thanksgiving is the high holy holiday where it's like, because we're Americans, it's about feeding you. Retail stores are open on Easter. Nobody freaks out, dude. Zombie Jesus Day, it's like, okay, you can be open, but I don't know about you, Thanksgiving. And why is it that, that retail employees, this is the one time of year we care about you? Any other circumstance, dude? Dude, who cares if you're making nine fifty an hour, dude? You should get a better job. Fifteen dollars an hour—it's too much for you. Paper, but, plastic—I don't care. Wrap it up. I gotta right, go. Right, and on Thanksgiving, everyone there's dude. One of the biggest days of the year for movie theaters. Nobody complains about like the the movie employees. That's true. Nobody's complaining about that. I used to work at plenty of restaurants that were open Thanksgiving Day. Nobody cared about restaurant employees. Why do we all act like oh, Joe, so you work at Target now, and all of a sudden that you're you're better than somebody who works at at at, at Outback? Speaking from experience let me tell you what you don't want to do i've done both of these eat alone in a restaurant on thanksgiving yeah or easter yeah and do the look that like housewives give you like oh my god you poor bastard why you just look miserable. That's why he doesn't masturbate on those days either. Dude, that's that's exactly what we're talking. This is about. a true statement. Now you got it. Now again, you got it. Like I remember, I gave people the Fourth of July because it's all about freedom. Right, right. do fourth, what you want. Fourth, fourth of July is about freedom. You 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 play with your you know your Roman candle all, all you want, but outside of that, yes, I feel like watching pornography and masturbating on a calendar holiday. I just. 
You know, it's Christmas for Christ. It's Christmas for Christ's sake. If you can't keep your hands above your belt on Christmas morning, I do. I worry about you a little bit. I don't know. I mean, maybe you should worry about the guy that made, needed to make the rule. <laughs> Most people are like, yeah, dude, I don't need a rule for that. I just don't master. I just knew that because I was raised properly by decent humans, Stansbury. I didn't need rules for that. Fantone and I are going to be out tonight in celebration of the uh, Hall of Fame week, and we're going to tell you where you can find us. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. You'll be able to podcast today's episode shortly after 10 a.m. right there. Before ending the program, we should let you know that Fantone and myself will both be out tonight at Oakwood Square parking lot. We'll be there from 6 to 8 p.m. as uh, we're going to partner up with the plaza. For a little Hall of Fame party, a little parking lot party for the Hall of Fame there. So we'll be out there from six to eight. Apparently, there's live music going to be out there, nice. some games and some stuff. There's going nice. to be plenty of food out there. They say that's what uh, that's how the boss uh, texted me. He's like, "Don't worry, man. There's plenty of food." Which, by the way, yeah. So today's like the first day that I was like, "Shut the mother down." Mode. Well, it started like you know in the middle of the day yesterday, and then yeah. I kind of. But today's like the first full blown day. Okay. And I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't either. I, I told you that yesterday, but okay, what's happening did over you there, see, did, did, you see what's, did you see what's happening at Cultured Waffle? No. A little, a little waffle action At, at the on. waffle place? Waffles! They're now, they now have a Rice Krispie Treat waffle Ooh. thing that's going on. Get it's got like white macadamia nuts it looks Ooh. like on top of it. or like It looks actually it looks like white, um, like the white chocolate Hershey Kisses. I uh, I would say grab yourself a bag of post show and get yourself down to Cultured Coffee and Waffle Company right there. Dude, the thing that's dude again, I can walk there. That's what yeah, makes that place dangerous. dangerous. You know what I mean? Is that it's so close to my house. I'm never gonna be able to make it, man. Nah, dude. Look with just within walking distance, you've got Cultured Coffee, Napoli's, Napoli's, George's, and uh, dude, you're done. Luca, you're done, Basil, dude. you're done. It's over. The triple nickels got great food. Once a month, in comes food trucks for you know first Friday and all that, and that's coming up on Friday. And dude, your boy's done. I don't just throw in the towel, man. Cigarettes, hookers, and carbs, man. Just live the life, bro. This is your opportunity. You've been dreaming about this what since you were like seventeen years old, probably even younger than that. Like God, if I could just you know work four hours a day and spend <laughs> the rest of my day playing golf, smoking pot, and, and eating a bunch of bad food and banging, paying women to have sex with me dude this, what else are you waiting for all right let me clear some of this up i feel like if you know if you're not a daily listener you might be like jesus what is, this dude's a mess i have quit smoking it's almost five years january uh will be five years since i've smoked cigarettes congratulations and uh, thank you and um i have said that at 50 i'm gonna pick up cigarettes again and uh, and I always say by fifty I mean forty five, and uh, I, and I will admit that I've been struggling with that a lot lately. I was playing golf with a buddy of mine um, earlier this week, and he was smoking, mm-hmm. and I said to him, "I was like, God, I just want to smoke a cigarette so bad." Now I'm happy I don't anymore. I'm happy I, I quit smoking, but it's I have it. It's been a struggle as of lately. It's been well. 
as of late. I mean, just under a week since I last smoked a cigarette. I know you want to strangle me for that. I, I flirt with disaster every time we go you on do. vacation, um, but I seem to pull it out and the nose dive right at the right second there. So I haven't smoked a cigarette in a week. Well, I, you know what's going to help me not smoke what is that? today? What is that? And that's all you can do is kind of just promise yourself you won't do it today. Is that is an email you sent me earlier this morning, okay. actually, from 7 o'clock this morning, that says, we have an opioid overdose crisis in this country, yeah. but cigarettes still kill 15 times wow. more people. Wow. Now, I would imagine that part of that is the effect of how long people had smoked and this and that, and that you know opiates are kind of like new and on the forefront. I believe that they will eclipse that mark, but I don't think it's caught up to it at that 15 point. 15 times, though. you got a lot of work to do. That's a lot of and, work. I mean, people obviously are ringing the alarm bell when it comes to opioid addiction, and good, dude. I mean, you should you be. need to. Sure. Um, but cigarettes still are acceptable and i know it's kind of taboo and i know it's like oh you dirty smokers get away but i can go to any gas station on the face of the planet and buy it right now so i don't know dude i don't know i feel like cigarettes will always be that you know yeah you're right you know, until they do something about them all right aside from that the show is done for the day we'll be back live tomorrow morning thursday morning 6 a.m on rock 106 now you guys have a great day